people, they just don't think about it. They, they usually think about, okay, how to get more customers. They think about quantity, but not about making those customers more quality customers and buying more. Welcome to the 10K Collective podcast for six, seven and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers, part of the amazing FBA podcast family. If you want to scale fast, target a seven figure exit and enjoy the process, then keep listening. Many Amazon sellers think business growth is the same as sales growth. But if you're smarter, you know e-commerce businesses are sold as a multiple of profits, not of sales. So if you want to build a sellable business, you need to grow profits. And to grow profits, you need to cut waste and increase profitable sales. Our new quick assessment helps you identify your biggest Amazon profit killer and what to do about it. Go to AmazonProfitQuiz.com. That's AmazonProfitQuiz.com to get your free instant diagnosis. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to AmazingFBA.com forward slash 407. Ladles and jelly spoons, boys and girls, welcome back to the 10K Collective Podcast, the place to be for six, seven, and eight figure Amazon and e-commerce sellers. Today, we are broadening things to the e-commerce sellers piece. We're talking a little bit more direct-to-consumer direction, and we are talking today with Daniel Budai of Budai Media, and he helps D2C e-commerce brands with retention marketing, very important concept. So Daniel, first of all, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Michael. I'm really glad to be here. Thanks for the invite. Yeah, my pleasure. And uh, when I saw what your work was, I thought that the angle, the psychology, if you like, of thinking about retention as the main thing that you want to achieve was a little bit different from everyone else out there thrashing around talking, I guess not talking about, but by implication, desperate for that first sale, which I can understand we all feel like that. But tell us a bit about yourself, first of all, and why you got into retention marketing, why you got into running your agency. Sure. So I started my journey in online marketing back in 2016 and with copywriting. And after a few years, I launched my agency and we focused on e-commerce email marketing. And back then around 2018, I think it was quite new for e-commerce businesses. Surprisingly, they were not educated on this topic, most business owners. And those who were educated, they could achieve a big improvement with their business. So that's where we started. And then around two years ago, what we realized is that the equation of, of e-commerce retention and high lifetime value is not just about email marketing, but also additional channels such as uh, push notifications, loyalty programs, SMS marketing. We even tried physical mail. So nowadays we, we are very agnostic what channels we do. But the primary goal is to increase the lifetime value of the customers and the customer retention rate of the business. That's what we focus on nowadays. I guess that piece after you've made the sale often gets neglected. Certainly Amazon sellers and my, including myself, we get trained by the situation we're in where it's really difficult to retain customers to kind of not bother to think about that. And I think a lot of DTC business owners don't think about it as much as I imagine they would, because when I speak to them, that's, they're not focused on that. And of course, 
the first thing we've got to define is what is retention marketing and secondly why does it matter so much is why is it worth that effort surely we should be just focusing on getting new customers new customers right yeah so basically retention marketing how we define this also this is how we position ourselves as a marketing agency retention marketing is all of those marketing efforts that focus on increasing the lifetime value and the the lifetime value of the customers and the retention rate of the business and yeah so that's what we focus on and i can constantly see this with e-commerce business owners that they really focus on growth and getting the first sale from each customer but they leave a lot of opportunities on the table when it comes to retaining them and just one Quick statistic, if you can increase your customer retention by 5-10% per year, then your profits can increase by from 20 up to 80%. So you can almost double your profits if you increase your customer retention by 5-10%. And I think that's a crazy number. People, they just don't think about it. They, they usually think about, okay, how to get more customers. They think about quantity, but not about making those customers more quality customers and buying more and i think many people another statistic i think many people they heard this before it costs seven times less to retain a customer and get the second sale than the first sale and acquire a new customer so it's much cheaper as well to get repeating buyers yeah and i guess those two statistics go together right less expensive to get the sale equals more profit and falls to the bottom line i really love this because i'm all about when working with existing customers these days, existing business owners, I should say. And that means they've always already got revenue. And what I love is to go back and say, how do we get more profits from the machine you've built with the minimum extra effort? And it strikes me that, of course, there's effort, hence why we've got you on to talk us through it. But I love this. I think it's so important to look for anywhere in your business where you can make a tweak and double your profits. I think just amazingly good. What are the principles for doing this then? So we're talking today about the psychological principles for this. That's what we've agreed. Mm. So I think it's important before we get plunging into tactics, which will change next year and then change six months later. What are the basic principles we should be following mm-hmm. to actually keep people as customers and even double the profits or whatever? Yeah, sure. So I will tell the audience a few more strategic and principle thinking, but these you can translate them into tactics. And maybe I will tell uh, you know those as well. Besides the principle, five principles that I would say. Number one is uh, offer a personalized experience. I think this is key because nowadays when there are more e-commerce businesses than ever before, people, they don't want to buy in another uh, cookie cutter store, but they really want to feel that they are taken care of. And uh, how you can offer these personalized experiences. So I think communication is one thing. So simply the website copy. Also, how your support talk to these people, your potential customers and already existing customers. Also, here, email and SMS marketing is actually quite important because those are the platforms where you can offer the most personalized experience. And again, copywriting is crucial. But also nowadays, you can use tools such as Klaviyo or other email tools, platforms where you can really segment your list and nail down the targeting and you can send out different copy or even product recommendations to your customers. So you can use technology to personalize the experience. So that would be number one. 
Nice. I like it. And uh, yes, things like Clavio or probably less e-commerce gathered, e-commerce focused, I should say. There's lots of things on those concert contacts. I'm trying to think of the ones I've used over the years. Aweber was the original. Yeah, there's lots of things, but great. That's the first one. Personalized experience makes sense to me. We'll dive into how to do these later, but let's get the overview. What's the second one? Yeah. Second one would be excellent customer service. And I think this is a bit, this is well known, right? So people, they know it, but also a bit like, okay, we have it. Everyone thinks that. But I think there are a few points that these are worth to discuss. For example, how fast you reply to your customers when they call you or when they message you. And I think this is where a live chat can help you and your customers. And of course, make sure that a real person replies because I think a few years ago, everyone was very enthusiastic about chatbots, but I feel like it's still not, they are not there where they should be. So I think still live customer support chat should be on your website if you can afford that. And then- yeah, I really agree with that. By the way, I just want to say that I, anyone can do this at the beginning stages. You just have it come to you personally, if it's just a solopreneur later on, you can hire somebody, but I can't agree too strongly on this. And my personal experiences as a consumer is that chatbots, as you say, are not there yet. They probably will be in 10 years or maybe it's 15, maybe it's five, but they're definitely not there. And, yeah. and I think right there is a very simple way to differentiate yourself because that so many businesses think that chatbots are great. And so many of us as consumers know that they're terrible. There's an opportunity. I just think that's uh, not to be overlooked. It's pretty simple. But as you say, people say they understand good customer service, but providing it means making an effort, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then just in general, great user experience on your website. I think offering multiple payment option is a big thing as well. Making returns easy. So all of these, I would say, yeah, this would be That's number okay. two. Yeah, sounds good. What's number three? Sorry, I'm interrupting so, you. Great stuff here. So number three would be offer incentives or how I like to say it, offer chances to your customers to buy again from you because people, they really need an excuse to buy from you. Personally, I'm a very um, analytical type of person. And I always think that people, they don't need, a ch they don't need an incentive. They will buy or not buy, right? But actually human nature is very different. They really need incentives and you have to give them a chance to buy from you. So this is one reason why we always have a promotional event with our clients every month. And sometimes it's easy because there is Black Friday or Christmas, but there are months when there are no holidays. Then we just make up a holiday, like International Dog Day or something relevant for the audience. And then people, they can buy. You can give them a discount. I think that's the laziest option, but it works really well. And then you can offer something else like a free gift or maybe free shipping, maybe a product sample. If you launch a new product, that will be number three, offering a chance to them, something incentivizing to buy again from you, giving them an excuse, basically. I like that. And by the way, I like your insight. I'm an analytical person as well. And I think that people are not rational actors is really important moment in marketing, right? So yeah, yeah you've got to give them an excuse and a reason. As you say, it's weird how flimsy the excuse can be in the end, Cyber Monday and Black Friday are such big events for e-commerce sellers if they've got a Q4 centered type product. And uh, we forget they're just absolutely 100% inventions, just like Amazon Prime Day. Somebody at Amazon just came up with the idea in the date, right? So nothing mm. to stop us doing the same. Again, an easy thought, but most people don't do it. So I like this. It's just easy wins, I think. Okay, what's the fourth principle that we've got to follow? Yeah, number four, 
nothing surprising here. Using email marketing and using it properly. I can see that the market is more educated on this topic than three, four years ago or even before. There, there is always something to learn. Email marketing is still great. According to Campaign Monitor, if you spend $1 on email, you will get a 40x ROI on this, which is crazy, I think. So make sure you use email marketing. You segment your list. Your user experience is great. Your emails are personal. And if this means that your emails are plain text emails, then it's still okay. You don't have to have anything fancy. I know many companies, they don't have the budget for it. So even if you start out, you can write your emails yourself. And I can see many times that someone doesn't follow the best practices, but still they are really good at email marketing because their tone of voice is personal and they really care about their list. And I think that's more important, especially when you start out and your resources are limited. Yeah. And I just want to underline what you just said, because I think there's two delusions out there about email marketing that I see a lot amongst e-commerce entrepreneurs. First of all, a lot of people who come on the show add me to a list for Amazon sellers, which is fine. I'm an Amazon seller, but they know me as a podcast host and about, I would say 5% of the people add me to a list specifically for partners or podcasts partners. And that shows how even people who spend their lives doing marketing, a lot of them are marketing agencies, screw this up big time. So first of all, <laughs> it's easy to screw it up. But secondly, what you just said is really important. The tone of voice is right, which I think is critical. And they care about the list. And what I get is a lot of emails from people who clearly know me or understand because they put me into a stupid list. And a lot of people out there are doing that to their list. And the other thing is the tone of voice. If you're, If I'm a British person and they've spoken to me for an hour, if they've been in an interview with me, for example, which is unusual. Most of us don't speak in e-commerce to our customers that much. But if it's some quiet British guy, he's quite analytical, screaming at him like he's some kind of impulse-driven American, it's not the right tone of voice, right? So that's an example of how people screw it up. And for me, the opposite means there's a great opportunity to do it, well, I think. Would you agree? I still feel like email marketing is done very badly by most people. Is that your experience or mine exaggerating? Yeah, yeah I agree. So what I just mentioned that I can see companies doing this great. These are still the minority of companies. So now I'm talking about the top 5%, let's say 5, 10. There is still, the market is not saturated if we talk about great email marketers or marketers in general. There are many, but, but not many who are great at this and nailing the tone of voice that they should have. Yeah, I agree with that. I know somebody as an old friend, uh, the brother of an old friend whose entire marketing agency is geared to tone of voice and that's all they work on. And they get hired by big companies, big supermarkets that British people would have heard of because it matters a lot. Yeah, they're very particular about it. Anyway, we could go down a rabbit hole there, but what's the fifth principle? What's the final principle for retaining yeah. your customers? Sure. So loyalty program would be the number five, the fifth. So I think this is uh, crucial to increase the customer lifetime value. We just recently achieved this result and this will become a case study. So we could double the lifetime value of those customers who join the loyalty program. And now we really want to push more and more customers into the loyalty program because this works really well for this brand. Two things regarding loyalty. So it will increase your lifetime, the lifetime value of your customers. I can see a 20% increase minimum if you do it well, up to 100% that we achieved with our client. However, you must take this seriously. So loyalty is not, let's say, push notification. You plug it in and it works. 
you really have to make it a part of your strategy and your business. You, you have to promote it heavily. So actually the business owner and the executives, they have to invest their time into this and promote it actively. So it's, it's a laborious thing, not to just install some software tool and it works and you increase your number. So it's not for beginners, I would say, but if you do it well, if you invest resources into loyalty, it can make a wonder for even for a bigger business. Yeah, I like that a lot. And thank you for flagging up, not for beginners. It's good to know where you need to implement that and it's not a push button thing. But I guess on the other hand, doubling your lifetime customer value isn't a casual increase either. So you put big, I guess you have to put the big efforts in for the, for the payoff. Look, these are great principles. I wonder if you could just for a second address those who, those of us like myself that are very Amazon focused people, which is probably a lot of the listeners. Many of them have their own DTC site, but struggle with it. I'm sure your principles are going to really help. But if somebody's more focused on Amazon, how can we apply these? It's quite a big question, <laughs> but let's just think of the easy wins here. How can we apply yeah. personalization, customer service mm -hmm. incentives, email marketing, loyalty programs in that kind of context where we don't have that direct consumer relationship? Sure. So my work and my experience is mostly in Shopify and D2C. But I think there are certain aspects that you can use. So personalization, I can, I think this can still work. For example, when it comes to your product packaging, you can do your best how to package the product and how people, they get the product delivered. I know companies who you, who, who use the QR codes on the package and that's how they try to redirect their customers to somewhere else, not to Amazon. So maybe it's something to think about. You can also give them a gift with a QR code. Actually, with one of our team members, when he left, we sent him a product with a QR code on it. And when he screened, he scanned the QR code, he could see a video from all of our team members. So I think that's something an e-commerce company could do as well. So personalization and customer service, I think this still applies. And I think email marketing will be more relevant for Amazon buyers next year, because as far as I know, Amazon will come out with their own email tool that Amazon sellers, they can also use. So I think these points could be used. Also, there is a book I highly recommend. It's called Delivering Happiness. It's by the founder of Zappos and Zappos got sold to Amazon. So. It's the same ecosystem. And I really like this book because Zappos is a very customer centric company. Probably one reason why Amazon bought up this company. So check out that book because he talks a lot about how to appreciate your customers, how to communicate with them. So that's a great book on this topic. Yeah. And I would just add from the more tactical point of view, and we get into tactics in our next episode, but. For Amazon sellers, yes, personalizing the packaging, QR codes can work pretty well. I've had clients do that. At any given point, it may be at your own risk. But yes, the exciting news is that Amazon is opening up its internal email system a lot more at this stage. So that's been in beta, I imagine, in 2023. That will be getting rolled out to most, if not all sellers. There will be a lot more opportunity for email marketing than we've had for many years, I think, on Amazon. The other thing I would say is that, again, at your own risk, but you can sometimes download data. Again, Amazon goes through waves of being tighter or more open with that and do an email append and you'll get a good percentage in my experience, 20, 30% that they will find email names and you can get them for 10, 20 cents. 
each. And I think that's really worth getting because there are people have actually bought from you, albeit on Amazon. So there's a few ways around this, aren't there? So nevertheless, I do think that these are all reasons that people might consider, you know, doubling down on their own D2C site because they're a lot easier, aren't they, to do them than on Amazon system. Daniel, these are great principles. Can you just do a recap of those principles and then tell us a little bit about what you do for people at your agency? Sure. Yeah, just quickly again, if you can increase your customer retention by 5-10%, you can even double your profits. You, your profits will increase by, I think, around 30 up to 100%. So it's something to consider. And again, the five principles offer personalized experiences, provide an excellent customer service, offer incentives, a chance for them to buy from you again, utilize email marketing and offer loyalty programs. Regarding our agency, so we help D2C brands to increase the lifetime value of their customers. Most of our clients, they are not starting out now, but they already have a solid customer base and they want to increase the lifetime value of the customer base. So that's why that's where we help them. However, we also work with a few companies just starting out. Those are usually founded startups or someone who launches their second or third businesses and they already have the resources to invest into this from the start. And the company's name is Budai Media. The website is thebudaimedia.com. And if wants some help, in this topic, then we are here to help and we do a free consultation with anyone who applies for a call with us. Fantastic. And I would always advise people to go and get free consultations. Yes, it's a sales call, but you're getting free advice. So I would go and get it, particularly if you're struggling with your DTC business and you're an Amazon business owner, don't let it languish. It probably has potential. And I know a lot of people who are very good at Amazon and pretty lousy in DTC. And in some cases, I think that can be changed. Free 30-minute DTC business consult. I know that you normally charge $200 for this, Daniel, but for our listeners, you've happily made it free, which is great. If you go to amazingfba.com forward slash audit DTC, that is direct to consumer sites, audit DCC, amazingfba.com forward slash audit, A-U-D-I-T, D-T-C. I'm sorry, it's not the greatest abbreviation, but... Yeah, we'll get it there. And then also, I know you've got a very cool checklist for email marketing. Tell us a little bit more about that because you've obviously got a serious background in that. Yeah. Yeah. Just one note to, to the last topic. Around 30, 40% of our clients, they also have an Amazon store beside their Shopify or big commerce stores. And uh, they are either in the six, seven figure range or even eight figure range. So we focus on D2C, but we have some nice overview of Amazon as well. Regarding the checklist. So this is a free 50 point checklist at it. And if anyone downloads this, it enables you to review your email marketing for yourself. And this is the checklist what we also use with our clients. And this is a starting point when we start working together. Yeah, I like that. So again, if you want to get that folks, amazingfba.com forward slash Clavio, that's K-L-A. V-I-Y-O, which is, I guess, the main e-commerce email platform that everyone seems to use, right? Rather than all the other ones out there, that seems to be yeah. a favorite geared to the task. But I imagine that it doesn't really matter if you're using Clavio or whatever else it is, MailChimp or Aweber, if that sounds so 2000, doesn't it now, Aweber? But whatever it is you're using, I guess the same principles apply, right? Yeah, exactly. So 
Klaviyo is the most popular nowadays, and I think they, they did a great job in the last few years to grow to the biggest in this space, but MailChimp, Aweber, even ActiveCampaign, Drip. So if you use any other email platforms, I think they work in quite a similar way. Maybe the UX is a bit different, but apart from that, the logic is still the same when it comes to email marketing. Great. So that sounds like a really useful checklist for everyone. This is great, Daniel. We're, I know we're going to talk about tactics in a separate episode. So I just want to say thank you so much, Daniel Budai from thebudaimedia.com. Thank you so much for coming on the show and talking us through increasing your customer lifetime value. Good stuff. Thank you. I really enjoy it. Thanks, everyone. If you would like resources and links and other help to do with today's episode, just go to amazingfba.com forward slash 407. Thanks for listening to the 10K Collective podcast for six and seven figure Amazon sellers. I really hope you found the show helpful to you. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. And if you're on Apple Podcasts, please do leave us a quick star rating. It will take you all of 30 seconds to do it, but it does mean we can be found by and help many more e-commerce business builders. I wish you fast and profitable scaling, and I hope you enjoy the process of building your seven-figure Amazon business. Thanks very much for listening.